Blog Talk Radio. Uh-huh. You know who on tonight? Yo, Shouts, what up? You think it ain't vamping right? How you living? Huh. I got dibs on this ish. Oh, really, though? The night is ours, you can keep the J. Oh, mommy. Far as the night go, well, we on this ish. All black, 40, fully loaded clip. Drop 58, fully loaded whip. White tee on with a frozen wrist. I'm a well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. Uh, that was our featured artist uh, who sponsored our podcast, is Matthew Schultz. That's his song with Jim Jones called We On The Night. Killing mainstream radio right now. Today on the podcast, young West Coast legend, young legend rising in the game. Got to go all the way from Cleveland to L.A. Goofy Whoopy is in the building, people. This guy just dropped his EP. Take the Toe was already burning up Spotify, burning up internet radio charting. Joint with Promise, Miss Toy, that is already called fire. We're glad to have him on the podcast to be ready for the moment podcast, powered by Talk to Shaylin and the EAE Radio Network, which is where we are syndicated. Goofy Whoopy, welcome to the podcast, my good man. What's going on, people? Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Not much. Well, you know we had to roll out the red carpet for you, my man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, uh, I appreciate the love, man, that, that I've been getting on the, you know, with the on the on the airplay and on the you know the video, man. It's it's a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Now, you know, there's so many layers to your story, and you know, we only got for so much time on any podcast, so. I want to jump right into it because all, all parts of your story are good. It's inspiring. It's encouraging. It definitely, you are the example of a a grassroots hustling, you know, indie artist. So I want to get into a little bit about your beginning. Now, as far as your, your young roots in the music business, how you started, how you got involved in it and everything like that. Right. And, and really, and, and really just a pinpoint, um, what was your inspiration from the beginning in music? What lit the fire? Oh, man. Well, I, I started out doing music technically probably like back in elementary school. I was uh, I used to play piano like, uh, you know, Beethoven, more like classical music. I didn't really get into rap and stuff until like, you know, high school, you know, back uh, back in Cleveland. And uh, one of my homies, you know, he does stuff with sound and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they were like everybody was kind of rapping, so I I, I was just kind of on the outside at first. I didn't really, you know, what I'm saying I was in the other stuff. I wasn't really, really worried about music, and then uh, I don't know, just just kind of got into it. And you know, they heard me rap, you know, one day, and it's like, man, you should maybe try to do something that you might be on to something. So, you know, I'll, you know, record some songs in Cleveland, so you know, you know, selling some CDs, you know, stuff like that, but nothing, nothing really major until I moved out here to California. You know, what I'm saying, but. uh yeah, that's pretty much how I started, and then I'm, I moved out here, you know, got down with the West Side Connect gang, you know, the rest of history after that, you know what I mean? So, but, uh, yeah, yeah I'm sure, waiting man. for opportunities. To, yeah. So, yeah, I just, uh, so, yeah, shots off to, to oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, so basically early on in your career, when it comes to the music, at what age did everything start to kind of shape up for you to say, you, I mean, don't get me wrong, everybody has that, 
that Michael Jackson moment where, you know, I'm five years old and I'm singing. <laughs> I think I'm good. But, when, but at what age early on, was it in Cleveland or was it in L.A. where you just said, hey, I'm going to take some serious steps forward in this music well, business and, you know, and just move forward? Well, I mean, it started in Cleveland pretty much, but the thing is, like, with Cleveland, there, just, there wasn't a lot of opportunities for me as far mm-hmm. as, you know, the, you know, marketing and doing shows and, you know, all the stuff that they have out here, like, you know, with the shows and just the networking and just everything. You know, they don't have those opportunities in Cleveland. I was very fortunate. You know, I had a, you know, good good producer, but my, my homie Molly T, you know, he produced for uh, Bone Thugs and uh, mm-hmm. Crazy Bone and all that. So, I mean, right. I was kind of left positioned to get those those type of beats to, to work with. And, you know, so, one, so when I came out here and I brought my, you know, kind of resume from Cleveland out here with what I was doing back in Cleveland, you know, it was pretty easy to, you know, elevate it from there. You know what I mean? So. But, uh, yeah. So so you did your transition out in L.A. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you were you were you made everything kind of kind of pop from there in the beginning in L.A. Who yeah. were the people that connected with you and made things happen? Oh, man. Uh, see, my big homie, uh, Boo Capone, uh, he's, he's the one pretty much orchestrated everything. You know, uh, I, I met him out here. I just stopped, you know, kicking at a bar one night. He ran to me. thought I looked like somebody that he knew or something. And we started chopping it up. You know, I told him I was doing a little bit of, little bit of music and stuff. And uh, he brought me uh, down to Binky Mac studio and then uh, started, uh, that's around Binky. And so, uh, you know, we started chopping up and said, you know, put together a project. So, you know, Binky, you know, produced it and, you know, got some features on there. And that's that's pretty much how that went down. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but Boo Capone and, uh, and Binky pretty much, you know, they, they pretty much run everything, like, musically for me. And, you know, like, as far as, like, you know, advice and, you know, you know what to talk about, and, you know, just just you know, cause they they they've been doing it out here on the West Coast a lot longer than me, you know what I'm saying? So, but I'm learning. You know, they 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 school me to everything, you know what I'm saying? Right now, when you moved to LA, what was that impasse moment where something where it was rough, and then something had to happen for you to move forward? Because I know everything hasn't been all roses for you. I know that you self-fund a lot of the things that you do. Talk about the early struggles. Talk about some of the some of the downs and some of the ups that have taken place so far, so far in the business. Um, well, actually, yeah, when, when I first moved out here, I didn't even know I, I was going to be doing music because uh, actually, like, you know, I got moved out here because I had some legal problems back in Cleveland that I was kind of had to get away from at the time. So that's what brought me out here. And then so I, you know, kind of start, you know, turn over a new leaf as far as, you know, doing some TV shows and stuff like that. And uh, I had actually taken a break from music just because I didn't really, I figured, you know, when I first moved out here, I didn't really, like, I didn't know anybody when I moved out here other than, you know, my my sister lives out here and been out here for a while. But outside of that, as far as, like, you know, connections and all that stuff and knowing people, I didn't really know anybody. So musically, you know, I, I, I pretty much was on hiatus, you know, for a couple years, when I first couple years I moved out here, and I was just uh, doing uh, TV stuff pretty much, and uh, you know working background, and, and even that was a struggle because like I was I was non-union at the time, which I was only getting you know eight dollars an hour or something like that. So it was it was it was a real struggle, you know, to just just doing the, the TV stuff. You know, I'm union now, so I get you know it's a lot better. I've been you know 
built a resume on the TV stuff, you know, since then. So, but yeah, it, it, it's 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 a grind, man. You know, like I, there's been times like I'm, you know, <laughs> I've been able, you know, to do things the way I want to, or whatever. But you know, I, you know, I I just also want to get it done, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, and and that is what it takes to to obviously hit that go button, you know, when you're talking about, yeah. you know, hustling and making everything go and, and putting yourself in a position, putting yourself in a winning position, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's like, yeah. that's like so important, you know what I'm saying? So it's good that you, you know, it's very good um, that you, you know, have done that and, and, and have really put yourself in that type of position. I want to talk about, some of the highlights in your early career in LA when the music, like some people went contests that made them gain confidence. What were the, <laughs> what were some of the biggest things that, that you pull confidence from early on? Um, musically out here. Well, uh, just, I don't know, man. Just like, like, like running ran in the, just running in the booth with Capone, man. And then, cause uh, I hadn't been doing music for a while and, you know, he took me to, you know, over on over on Crenshaw, it took me on on what's what's now known as like the world tour. Man, met all the homies, you know, introduced me to everybody, you know, told them I'm gonna be rapping, and you know what I'm saying, and you know, and they, mm-hmm. they, that's pretty much it. That and that that was that was a it was like an eye opener for me because like you know first being on the West Coast, you know, and you know being around the homies like that, you know, in that type of environment. You know, I, you know when I moved out here, I heard all the bad things about all you know, the gang violence and all that stuff. And, Stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I I wasn't really educated at the time about that and shit, man. The, you know, for the homie to you know somebody, you know what I'm saying? That you know take me under his wing, and, you know, school me on everything and introduce me to everybody, man. That's 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 that's, that's real love, man. And y'all really appreciate that, you know. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Now let's kind of move into let's kind of move into your music. What was the first song that you actually recorded? For your music career in LA, uh, the first song was uh, actually the, the the twerk song, the twerk remix. Because uh, I was at uh, at Binky Studio and we were just messing around. He just you know came up with this beat, and you know me and Boo and Binky we just the studio kicking it, you know just chilling it, you know Boo put like a little hook on, it, you know she gonna have to dance, she gonna have to twerk, and then we just pretty much just wrote the song right mm-hmm. there and there, mm-hmm. and then. And then it, it kind of evolved from that because, like, you know, Boo just did the hook, you know, and Big had a verse on there, and then it, it turned into, you know, Mitchie, Mitchie Slick ended up on it, Squeak Roo ended up on it, you know what I'm saying? So it, it ended up, you know, just it kind of snowballed from that, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I got to do the second verse, so I was like, because originally, like, I was going to supposed to rap the whole song, and it ended up being a collabo, so <laughs> I was like, you know, it just, it, you know, it just, it just happens like that, but it was, it was just the creative energy, man, like, like we get in, in the lab, man, that's just, just crazy, you know what I'm saying? No, definitely, no, definitely, definitely, definitely. Now, talk about, let's discuss your creative process. When you're in the booth, uh-huh. you know, some people need weed, some people need drinks, some people need all kind of requests for them to conjure up their creative <laughs> juices. You know, what do uh-huh. you need in that? What do you need in the studio? And what is your, what kind of zone are you in when you're recording? Oh, tell me okay. what it, but, but first, tell me what do you need in the studio 
to get your creative juices flowing, like a new port of okay. knowledge. I mean, what do you need? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, just just energy, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Just as long as I'm like alert. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I smoke my share of weed and everything like that. But you know, all the other shit, I don't really like. I don't really hang out to clubs. Drown really drink as much as I used to. I mean, I already I went through all that phase like when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I don't. I don't have the same habits as far as stuff, but creativity wise, like, you know, I just pretty much just like, I just, I just hear the music and then, you know, if it's something I can write to, I'll know within like mm-hmm. the first couple minutes, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I'm as far as like being in the booth, like, you know, I, I always go in the booth clear headed because like, you know, a lot of times like, you know, what, what sounds good to me might not sound as good when I'm recording it. And so like, so if I'm recording with Bank or something like who's doing the funky enough, he had to like guide me through the vocals because I, I like when I was when I wrote it, I, I thought it was hype the way I wrote it. And he's like pretty much like, nah, you gotta say it like this. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's so I'm always anytime I'm like recording, that's that's all business because I figure I got enough time off the boost, you know, to do all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? But when I'm in, yeah, when I'm in the studio, man, that's all business. Exactly. So let's move into your creative process when you're writing. You know, where do you pull your creativity from when you write? Because I know you 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 write your own material definitely. So, you know, where yeah. do you pull your inspiration from as far as when you're writing? Like, you know, tell me your your writing process. Uh, pretty much, I just draw on like like past experiences. Like I like I just get the instrumental, and then I can just and then I just like I listen to it, and then like it it'll put me in a certain type of mindset to you know write you know, where I can write about something. But most of the stuff I draw on just, you know, just stuff from my past, shit that I've, you know, you know, shit that I've been through mostly, mostly in Cleveland. Like, you know, I, I had no problems out here in L.A. Thank, thank God, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, all the all the problems that I did have, you know, were, were, were in Cleveland pretty much. But, yeah, so I just mm-hmm. draw on just, just, just past experience, shit that I've been through, or, you know, people I know and, you know, stuff like that, you know, and, that, that's about it. Like, I don't really, you know, I just try to just, just at the same time, you know, be kind of creative with it, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, make it, make it interesting for this. You know what I'm saying? That's, I just do, just do the best I can with it. And I figure, you know, let God take care of the rest. You know? Oh, absolutely, man. And that's a great, that's a great attitude to have. And, you know, it's very, very humble of you. And, and it's very, on point, you understand, as regards to, you know, different things that you're talking about. I want to get into this uh, this new EP that you have, this new album. Let's talk about yeah. your album. Uh, what is the actual name of the album for all the listeners? What's the actual name of the album? It's, uh, it's titled uh, ADHD, which is just, okay. uh, I don't know, technically it's cancer Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which that's something I was like diagnosed with like a long time ago when I was, when I was a kid. Like I, but I never took like medication or nothing for it. So, right. So this is <laughs> so right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, right. So so actually, this is this is really personal for you then. Well, kind of. It's just like when I when I was thinking of titles, you know, to, to put all the songs together, I. I you know, because I, I, I couldn't really think of an idea, and I was sitting down with, you know, my artwork guy, and I was like, you know, he's like, you know, maybe, you know drawing something from your past or something like that, you know. You know, that, I, I didn't have, like, a troubled childhood or nothing like that. 
but you know, I, I I did have you know behavior problems in school. Like I'd get in trouble a lot and stuff like that. You know, and that was probably because like I I was just hyper. You know what I'm saying? Just that's just how I was. So and and my my parents refused to put me on any type of medication just because they they didn't believe in giving psychoactive meds to kids at that age. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. So I, I just it, it, it's it's something that's just kind of personal to me in a way, but at the same time, it's you know it, it's got like a lot of different meanings, a lot of different people. So you know. I figured it'd be some slick, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's get into the lead single, Take a Toe. Walk us through that uh-huh. recording process, what the song means, and, yes, what has been the overall reception of that particular record? Oh, and, well, Take a Toe, that was uh, originally, that was just, it was just like, uh, I was for like, I was going to shoot a video because I wanted to do like a, like a 420 tribute, you know, for, you know, the Reefer Madness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like uh, Binky gave me a track, you know, and, I, and and like when I heard it, I was like, you know, because it's, it's, you know, it's kind of laid back and stuff. So I said, I'll make a weed track out of it. Maybe I can, you know, because I wanted to try to market it with the, you know, 420 and Reefer Madness, you know, with the Reefer Madness video and the remake, the concept and all of that. So, so I pretty much just, you know, wrote, wrote you know, some weed, you know, some weed song lyrics and, you know, recorded in Binks and, you know, and shot the video and, it's been doing pretty good, you know. I mean, it's, I, like I tried to make it like a, you know, a, diff, a different weed song because all the rap, everybody got a weed song kind of. So I wanted to maybe kind of do a different take on it with the reefer madness because that's something that's never been done in all the weed videos. So it just it's pretty much more or less like like the the video and just the concept for the reefer madness and the 420. That was the whole concept of that. So, but it's it's, it's been doing pretty good. Like I've, I've been getting. Uh, pretty good views uh like on slacker radio and stuff like that so just, i've got, got a pretty good response from it and that was the that was the song before the promise single so but yeah it's right yeah good. i mean yeah, I'm, yeah take it i'm sorry go ahead no I'm, I'm, I'm glad people digging it you know what i'm saying like you know i've got a pretty good response man so like you know everybody's been supporting the supporting the music everything man much love appreciate it yeah, yeah, definitely, and I know that with, I know that with Take a Toe, I know that 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 song was spinning on Power 104, that got that got real good reception, and I know that the new track we're gonna, um, I know that with the new track Promise, we're gonna get into that, of uh, um in a second. Let's play a little bit, let's play a little bit of the music. Let's get into, uh, Take a Toe right now, all right? We're gonna play. We're gonna play a little bit of that. That's cool with you. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. This is take a toe, ladies and gentlemen. Goofy Woofy on the podcast. Be ready for the moment. The EAE Indie Artist Spotlight. This is our mixtape spotlight artist right here. You can go to his page on www.eaeradio.com forward slash G Woofy. Um, sorry, Goofy Woofy regarding voting for his single. That's G O O. F Y W O O F Y E A E Radio dot com forward slash Goofy Woofy. Vote for his vote for his mixtape. Stream his song on there. Uh, promise, and we will get into take a toe right now with my man. Here we go. Yeah. Goofy Woofy Woofy. 
a little bit, a lot, a little bit more than take a toe. Primer just got that <laughs> commercial crossover feel. I mean, you know, I'm a fan of your music, yeah. but I gotta keep it a hundred with you. How you feel about that song, Primer, man? That was cool. Yeah, I was, I was, that's like definitely out, out of the all the songs on there, definitely like your most favorite because like yeah, me and Big spent a lot of time on that, on a lot of time on that song because uh, production wise, you know, added the guitars and man, that that was uh, you know, there was. You put like you put like a lot of work into that one. Yeah, definitely. Walk us through the recording process of that record. Just you know, Miss Toy, just everything that went with that record, man. Because that's a good record, right there. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, how how it went down? Like uh, I was at the studio because usually, like you know, I just go over there and hang out. You know, and just play some tracks. And actually, like that that beat, like I was lucky to kind of get it because he was gonna uh, think he was originally gonna give that beat to somebody else. And I told him, I was like, man, let me get it. Please, please, please let me get that track instead of giving it to, the, to this other rapper. And he, he was kind of torn about it. He's like, you know, I don't know. And I, I finally convinced him. I was like, well, let me get the track. And then, uh, like, I recorded the vocals and the, the hook and everything. And then uh, he, he thought, of, thought of an idea, like, you know, since it was, you know, kind of geared sort of, you know, the, with talking about females and stuff, maybe have, like, a female rapper in there. And uh, he came up with the idea to, you know, have Miss Toy in there, you know, you know she, you know she 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 put some flavor on it, so she recorded it and then uh, tried to put some guitars on it and uh, <laughs> you know had, uh, the guitars and then you know some special effects and yeah, that's that's pretty much that that's that's was was the recording process and the creative process pretty much. I mean the the songs about I guess like. Uh, you know, ex girlfriends, you know, something like that. Or, right. Or like, exactly. So like an ex girlfriend, but at the same time, like, you know, those of us in the in that uh the that hustling lifestyle, whatever, like the the bad part of it sometimes, you know, when you, you gotta go away for a minute and you're away from your girl and all of the the emotions yeah. and feelings that go oh, along yeah. with that. People oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's is it's it's difficult, you know, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So I just I tried to maybe write something that, you know, People can relate to. I don't expect everybody to relate to it because shit, but not everybody been locked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, but, but everybody's familiar with somebody that's been locked up, though. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's you. True. So, you know, you might not have been locked up, but you may know somebody who has actually been locked up. So you know, that's the yeah, that's the key, right? That's the key, right? That you everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. So I want to do this. I want to, I want to ask you a very, very important question, and then we'll get. Well, actually, let's talk about the video for Promise. Talk about the video because you shot a video for Promise, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, talk I've, about uh, the video. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and talk about the video setup and what people can find it at. Talk about that. Oh well, uh, the video like uh, that was another thing. Like uh, uh, one of my uh, friends. Uh, He's a video director at uh, CBS, and, uh, Carson, Carson Dietz. He was the video director, and he came up with the concept. He said, uh, you know, something that'll that that tie all of the – because I explained him the song, because, like, he didn't, he didn't really listen to rap that much as far as, you know. So I had to kind of break the song down for him a little bit, and he was able to kind of come up with a concept that would, uh, mm-hmm. would kind of – you know, transcend stuff and like uh, he told me, like he he had a uh, 
like a, a really good camera. There's like a, the, I think he shot he shot it on a Black Magic camera, which is one of the one of the mm-hmm. technological new technological toys or whatever. So, so when he said yeah, that camera, he shoot it on there, and he had a concept for it, and, and he and he really liked the song too, which is you know kind of you know which, which is good because with people that normally don't listen to rap music like the song, you know that 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 kind of different, you know, because most people don't listen to rap. If they do listen to it, they'll be like, well, they don't like it. Or they don't like profanity or the this or the that. But the promise, like, that really kind of grabbed his ear a little bit to the point where he actually wanted to shoot the video for it. So I was like, cool, man. Let's, let's knock it out. And uh, we uh, did a couple shots. We shot the video at, uh, outside of LAX to where the planes were taking off. Taking off. Cause I guess he, yeah, it was nice. That was yeah, he he came up with that concept with you know with the planes and you know and I was lucky could kind of because I was rapping in the street and with the, the so the traffic wasn't that bad to where you know what I'm saying <laughs> so I could so we could get all the shots and then uh, we shot the rest of it at uh like over at the hills overlooking the city and uh, yeah the rest of it like you know pretty much was uh, with some green screen and uh, there was I mean I, yeah it was a, it was a, it was a Overall, it was a really good video. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of happy with it. Like the the concept thing, like uh, there, like I, I you know, because we, you know, I'm kind of new to the video directing, so I know like I I kind of dropped the ball on a on a couple things or whatever, you know. But overall, you know, like I I I set the bar like really high for myself, especially video wise, because I do TV stuff. So like there 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 are a couple mistakes in in the video. I'm sure you know. I don't know if anyone else knows. But hopefully not. But <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just like little stuff. I just like editing stuff that uh, that I I wish I could have done a little bit better. But it happens. I live with it. Well, you know that's the that's the great thing about about learning because you can see mistakes afterwards afterwards and and just you know just learn, develop, and move forward. You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. But yeah, that's you know. I mean, I, I, I was actually got a, got another video in the work. Now I'm trying to decide if I if uh, I got like some new material that I'm thinking about recording and and or recording putting a video to or something like that, or and uh, maybe doing a video for the Like Ugg song with the with the collab with uh, Boo and Mr. Tan. So we're giving that like some serious thought. So we might probably gonna be shooting a video within the next like month or so for for some for some new joints. You know, I'm always working okay. on stuff, you know, and all that goes. <laughs> exactly. Now, cool. Now, I want to talk about, I want to talk about, basically, I want to get into when people hear your music, what type of emotion, what type of feeling you want them to feel when they listen to your music. That I think that's very important. I know. I think so just just something they could you know like if they listen to it they could just you know like ride to it just like if they driving down the street and it's like you know they kind of like nod their head while they driving or like if they smoke a drink to it and you know puts them in the, in, the, in that mindset where it where it makes the moment that much better. Uh, that's all right. I can ask for, you know. I mean, yeah, that's because it's like there's I mean people are like like everybody is different. Everybody everybody's taste is different. You know, everybody's everybody's musical taste is different. So it's, it, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, but, you know, overall, I just, you know, just hope people enjoy it. And, you know, if it's, you know, if I, I can make their day better and that moment better than they, while they, while they listen to my music, then, you know, man, it's a blessing. 
Definitely. Now, I want to talk to you about your feelings on the state of hip-hop right now. What's your feelings on the state <laughs> of hip-hop? What's your feelings oh, on man. what's going on with this Drake and, Drake and Meek Mill situation? What's your thoughts <laughs> going on with just some of the different politics in the game? Well, you know, I got to get your input. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right now, right, right. Right now, yeah. you know, right now, you know, to me, the big three in the rap, Drake, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, to me, that's like the big three. You know, you can right, you right. can put it in, you can put it in any order you want for us one, two, three, but all of them are heavyweight contenders. All of them can headline their own tours. All of them can just oh, yeah, go their I'm, own tours. I'm a big, big, big fan of Kendrick, man. He, he, Kendrick's like, like really talented, man. Like that's like, oh, yeah, he's, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's in my top three. Definitely. Definitely, no doubt. But that's why I was saying, you know, I really want to, I really want to get your thoughts on state of hip hop, the politics of the game, and this Drake and McMill beef. It, you know, and, and who sides you on, or or or, or who won it, or or get or or, or better yet, oh, who won the the, the battle. Go ahead, I'm listening to you. You got the okay, floor. Okay, well I guess, all right, well I guess well, as far as I, I guess I'll speak on the, the Drake McMill thing. I mean, personally. My, my my personal feelings is that it's like it's, it's just a, a PR move that went terribly wrong for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean it couldn't have been anything serious. Because if they if they arguing about it over Twitter, I I figure how how serious can it be? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if they argue about it on Twitter, that's that to me that's not anything that's serious. You know what I'm saying? But as far as the as far as actual rap, like Drake got him. Like, cause I mean, Drake got all his cards. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. It's like, you know, so for, for me to even say something, to even like this, that, that's the thing. I think that, like, I don't know for sure, but I'm, it, there had to be like some kind of PR or something involved. Just like, you know, like just how he's dating Nicki Minaj in the first place, you know, and they broke his album in at BET and all that stuff with the video and, you know, and I, maybe, maybe he's not getting the numbers he's supposed to get at that level. You know what I'm saying? So they tried something else, you know, because like him and Drake were like, cool. From what I, I like, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know the whole situation. Like that. I don't really pay attention to all that, the beef stuff and all that stuff like that, but generally, but yeah, Drake got him though. I mean, if as far as, you know, I mean, Drake, Drake's much bigger than, you know, you know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, superstar wise, like, Everybody knows Drake. I was at the bar the other day and like you know hanging out with just like random people. Like everybody knows Drake. If you ask him like who's the guy he's with? Meek Mill. A lot of people don't even know who, who Meek is. So in a way, I guess that works in his favor because you know he, he he's trending now. Whereas he, without that, he probably wouldn't be. You know. But well, at the same well time, you know I, Meek's big in the space. I mean, cause uh, but you know Meek's big in the space for sure. I mean, he obviously he you know he's not on Drake's level, but. No, we just good getting your thoughts on that, but yeah, he's not. He's definitely not like on a, on a Drake level situation. I, I think it was a poor PR move. I think the reason why it was poor because I think that he's on Nikki's tour and he's dating her. I think they should have waited yeah. till he got off tour to do that because Drake has more money, he has more hits, and exposing him for ghostwriting wasn't going to work unless that guy Quentin Miller just came out and said, yeah, I wrote a bunch of hits for Drake, and he doesn't write anything. If he wasn't going to yeah. get that out of that guy, 
it didn't make sense to do it because then it becomes a he say, she say. But, again, when the owner of the label you're on used to be a probation officer and lied to everybody, or not lied, but withheld it, it's kind of hard for you to throw rocks at a glass. No, don't throw rocks if you live in a glass house. And I'm not knocking Ross. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, the guy can rap. He's made a living doing it. But he didn't come out and tell people I'm a probation officer. I used to be a, oh, not probation officer, a CEO. A dude that came out there, I'm a CEO trying to get my hustle on. Nobody would have took him serious. Nobody. But it was strategic moves on his part to do what he did because I was smart, because he can actually rap. Now, don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. You you, you took, you know, you used somebody, a famous drug dealer's name who's not reformed and doing yeah. great things in the space. Um, shout out to Free Ray Rig Ross. I met the guy yeah, doing great things out there in the space. Uh, we're going to get him on the yeah. podcast as well. We're going to get him on the podcast oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. I yeah, 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 we got to get him on. He's a great guy. I mean, he's talking about a pioneer, what he's doing home, right man. now. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's big homie. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that, though, it's hard for you to call out Drake when your boss used to be a CEO. He's the only guy in history to ever be a mainstream rapper that used to be affiliated with the with the police environment. So you got yeah. you know, to, like, think about it. And then, too, <laughs> Whether Drake he got, he got or his not, own lawsuit. Right, yeah, yeah. He, well, he can't even talk about. But it doesn't. Whether Drake writes his own raps or not, at the end of the day, the reason why people don't care. One thing I agree with Charlemagne on. I'm not a huge Charlemagne fan, but I agree. I agree with him on this. It's about who, how good the food tastes, and Drake's raps sound great. I mean, I don't care. Mm-hmm. He sounds great when he's rapping. And he's good. And most of all, everything he's rapping about fits his his demographic and his lifestyle, supposedly. So it's cool. Yeah. And plus, he's putting out great music. The guy's on a roll for at least five years. I mean, he hasn't, I mean, he's had a better immediate, he's had a 50 cent type run. People don't realize 50, yeah. cent, first, 50 cent first six years in the game was like 35 million records. People forget that. Yeah. First, first yeah. two albums with Diamond. You know, the guy still sell out arenas and tours around the country. And even with his last, even with his Curtis album, that sold seven hundred thousand copies the first week, going against Kanye West, that sold about eight hundred fifty thousand, nine hundred thousand. But they, it was so much promotion for Kanye. I mean, everybody wanted Kanye. Everybody yeah. was that whole Dev, whole Dev Jam was on Kanye to win. It was beat 50 cents. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying yep. Kanye didn't put out a good album. It was To me, it wasn't better than Curtis, but it was it was a good album. I thought it had two, three good cuts on that. But once again, but Kanye is, is an amazing artist. But going back to the other point, I just think that with the whole Meek thing, the reason why he bit off too much too soon, and he thought that he was in the top three, and he's not. See. J. Cole would have approached that battle different. Kendrick Lamar would have right. approached that battle way different. Even when even when Kendrick told everybody he was better than everybody, you see nobody really took the bait. You know, Drake didn't Well, no, the but bait. I mean, yeah, he was, Kendrick's doing his thing, though. I mean, like, he's... That's, that's what I'm saying, though. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But you respect that, though. That's my whole yeah. point about... That's my whole point about the business and with and with... And with me, he's a 
he's a natural battle rapper. But Drake can make a battle rap into a club song. They playing back to back in the clubs now. It's crazy. It, it just only going. It's really only going to yeah. get worse from this point for me. And the reason why I say that, well, not because nobody. Yeah, not only that, he yeah. now he had the juice. He he dropped it on the uh, on on the morning shows, like on the like in, on the morning shows with people driving to work and stuff like that. I mean, that's like. I mean, he, he, I mean, that's some, that's some serious strings right there to be able to put all the morning shows like that, and then like I guess, Funk Master Flex, he couldn't even he couldn't even come up with nothing to even to even counter that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they just they like one one was like Major League, the other one was like Triple A, that type of shit. Yeah, you know, don't look good, man. But, it didn't look, it didn't, it didn't feel good, and he waited too yeah. long, and it's only gonna get worse from here because now you got. I was I was reading on social media then, and then after that you know we'll we'll get back to you, but I was reading on social media that when you got people like Waterburger, the burger company, mm-hmm. tweeting about the battle, that's crazy. You got Waterburger saying, Meat Mill, if you want to next time serve real beef, if you want to start, you know what I'm saying? Like even there, even hamburger wow. organizations. Just Google it, Whataburger Meat Mill. It's crazy. Like every and then all the memes of Nicki Minaj brushing his hair. <laughs> it's just crazy out here. But what's oh, your man. feeling? Yeah, well, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying, but he, but he, he walked into that. It's like he, you know, what I'm saying he, he barked up the wrong tree. It already, or like you said, you know, he, he thought he was in the top three and he wasn't. <laughs> nah, <laughs> he's know? not top three. I mean, he's he's definitely in the top five. No doubt. Yeah. I give him that. But, you know, he's in top top five, top ten. But he's not. When you get to that top three air, it's a different altitude. And I just think he even he just mistimed it so bad. I've never seen somebody jump out the window like that. Because even with the Ja Rule thing, I, don't, I didn't really blame Ja Rule for what he did because he snapped back quick. It's just the fact that he tried to – go against the tidal wave. At that point, when 50 Cent sells, <laughs> yeah. sells, sells 800,000 copies in the first week and then another 900,000 copies in the second week, there's nothing he can do anyway. It wasn't yeah. even yeah. his fault. I mean, that's a tidal wave. You know, and Ja Rule was selling more records than Jay-Z during that time. People forget about that. Ja Rule was the hottest thing out. You know, he had yeah. samples from Stevie Wonder. Do I do? You know what I'm saying? People forget that. Yep. Like, ja, ja Rule was huge. He was like, who is Tupac slash DMX pop? You know, he was just that big. But you can't do nothing about a pop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 58 him up, though. I mean, I figured that was going to happen. <laughs> it would have just been like, okay, 50 doesn't have any ammunition, but. Once he responded, it was over. But anyway, what's your thoughts on the state of hip hop right now, and where does Goofy Woofy fit into the state of culture and in, in the in the culture right now, in your opinion? I guess I mean the the, the state of hip hop. I mean, as as far as it's, I mean, those those arts are they're blessed enough to get to sign to get deals. I mean. Uh, that that's probably like something totally different. But like for independent artists, it's it, it's 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 a grind. Like sometimes I got like I sometimes I, I think about quitting. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just it's so much. 
you know, like for, for independent artists, you know, and at the same time, it's like in a lot of stuff, it's like, you know, you, you, you know, you got to make stuff just to, you know, to give away for free, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's difficult sometimes. So it's, I, uh, I mean, that, that's the only thing I guess I don't like about the, the industry is that like so many artists, like they, like they give everything away to the point where the consumer base is used to getting everything for free. So it's like the, the, you know, the, it, it makes the public kind of difficult, kind of to support the artists if they if they know they can get get stuff for free. They why are they gonna spend money? You know, so uh-huh. it makes it it makes it difficult as far as to to build from a financial standpoint the the whole industry because if you know if everyone just passing around free stuff, I don't know. The thing is, me personally, I think it's difficult to elevate any type of business if you're not if it's not being funded by some type of money and that money's not being used to elevate it even more. If it's just everyone's passing around free stuff, it just seems like it just kind of just stays stagnant. Then. You know, like any business, I don't know if, you know, record business is different from, you know, other business I'm used to, but that's, you know, that's just what I think, you know what I'm saying? But as far as I fit in, I just think I just try to, you know, just, just, just make something that people like. I mean, I can, it, it, as an artist, it's, it's, it, especially rap, it's, it's difficult to be like you know, quote unquote, original, just because you know, it pretty much, every everything's pretty much been all the bases have been covered. You know, every, you know, you know, all the, the diss raps, all of the, you know, pretty much everything. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but like, like even like you said, like J Cole in the top three, like a song J Cole wrote, that new one he got on the radio, like that's kind of a different vibe than. Than, than something that, that you know normal mainstream. You know what I'm saying? As far as the mm-hmm. what he, what are you saying? That's that's a different concept. You know what I'm saying? That's you know so. Not you know I artistically you know I try I try to try to find that niche or something like that. But you know at the end of the day I can just write just how I feel to the music. So it's like whatever track that I get I just just you know I just try to go in on as much as I can. You know like because I've I, I can't I'm not that type of artists I can like well should I take this beat and, you know make make something like it does it you know what I'm saying I can just I, I can't explain it you know what I'm saying I just I just you know because like, it just depends what kind of mood I'm in when I hear, hear the track you know but no, overall like I said I just you know just try to make music that people like you know whether they you know riding around they smoking and drinking or kicking it with their girl or whatever just something they can you know nod their head to you know you know so they can watch the video and everything. Oh yeah, because the video is up on YouTube. It's on Vivo. Uh, you can check it out at uh, yeah, uh, the, the singles. Yeah, it's up on the EP's up on iTunes and Spotify. All of the pretty much all the social media sites. But uh, yeah, the, yeah, that's where you can check the video out. At, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? And I'm not gonna say a year from now or two years from now, but what's the next move for Goofy Wolfie? What's the next move for you? What is next on your plate? Uh, next thing, like uh, record of, you know, God willing, of you know, a full length album, more videos, and uh, eventually I want to get into like movie production and you know, sort of sort of like you know, same same path Ice Cube, you know what I'm saying? To, you know, because since I already worked with you know TVs and movies, like you know, get get more of an understanding of, of that and be able to you know 
work work both ends of it. You know what I'm saying? Be able to do music um, and movies and stuff like that. Hopefully, you know, God willing. But uh, definitely, like you know, I want to get into uh, finding scripts and if I, you know, if I get the finance or whatever, you know, finance, you know, these, you know, good scripts, you know, for for movies that can be filmed and. You know, it's all kinds of stuff. There, cause there's, you know, you know, working in Hollywood, like you run into like a lot of like good writers that have like really good scripts that just need, you know, the funding. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, to shoot a movie, like that's that's a couple hundred thousand dollars to shoot a, you know, a, to shoot a decent thing, and plus they're getting it, you know, marked. You know, it's a, you know, uh, Cube was lucky just because he already had the name, so it was easy for him. You know what I'm saying? But eventually, that's what I wanted to get in, get into doing more music and then, you know, video production and making movies or, you know, videos and, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, finance, you know, other, you know, other artists that are, you know, bring us something to the table. Exactly. And, you know, all your, all your goals are attainable. I mean, you have the work ethic, you have a drive, uh, you have the input on everything. Like it's just, you know, it's real, it's real solid as far as what you're doing. And we we really admire um, everything that you're doing in this space. Um, why don't you tell everybody about your social media handles? What's your Twitter? What's your Instagram? Your Facebook? How can they reach you? Oh yeah, everybody can uh, reach me at uh, Twitter at, uh, at gwoofy, uh, Instagram igoofywoofy, uh, YouTube. Yeah, I got a the YouTube page Vivo Vivo Goofy Woofy YouTube Goofy Woofy, uh, Facebook. I, I think I have a Facebook page, but I don't really use the Facebook too much, you know, for some reason. But I, I have to, because uh, for some reason I can't have, like, two accounts. I can't have, like, a personal account. And, like, you know, I, I got to figure I'm I'm, like, really bad with computers. So I got to figure that out. But, yeah, those, those, you know, pretty much Twitter and Instagram, uh, that's that's my main main thing anyway. And, uh, yeah, I'm always, you know, posting, like, stuff like, like when I'm on set doing TV stuff, I'm always posting, though. Know, Stuff from you know TV shows, movies, and stuff like that. So you know, I try I try to keep everybody entertained as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we want to thank you for being on the podcast today. Your song is already in heavy rotation on Power 1079. Now we're streaming your top, we're streaming your mixtape, your EP. Excuse me. <laughs> on Power 1079 right now between 7 and 7.30 every day, people. Go to www.power1079.com. That's www.power1079.com on the EAE Radio Network. Over 1 million global listeners to our network. We have over 40 stations. We pay an in-house royalty of $0.05 per spin when you've been with us after the first 30 days. We are number one. Um, real quick, talk about all the love you've been getting on social media and talk about your social media network, how much it's grown. Don't forget about your reverb nation, just everything. Talk about all your success thus far. Oh, man, yeah, since uh, since the EP dropped on the 30th, man, like uh, my, my reverb numbers have been, like, way up. Uh, the Twitter, Twitter, like I'm getting a, a lot of uh, celebrity follows. I got a uh, follow from uh, Ray Lewis, who's a, you know, <laughs> That, granted, I'm from Cleveland, and you know the Baltimore Ravens aren't my favorite team, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's he, he's always been one of my favorite NFL players, though. And I, you know, 
And when he used to go to Miami, so I used to follow him when you know when he when he went to the U. But uh, yeah, but so I, I got like trouble celebrity follows and stuff like that. So it's you know social media has been pretty good. And, uh, yeah, the Instagram, like I said, I like before, like I've never really been into the social media thing much because I was in the street most of the time, so I didn't really. I know. Social media I know. thing wasn't <laughs> that really wasn't my thing, but. Uh, Doing the music thing, you know, it's it's like mandatory. So I I keep up with it the best I can. Try to you know just keep everybody entertained, you know, because it's social media. You're supposed to have fun with it. It's not supposed to be, you know, serious. You know what I'm saying? Technically, so I decided to you know keep everything lighthearted. You know, to, to have fun. You know, you know, you know, just interesting stuff. And you know, you know, try to brighten people's day. You know what I'm saying? Well, I know personally. I know that we've been boosting it up and working with you in your social media. I know you got yeah. the you got the you got the news running every day. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got people retweeting yeah. you got people retweeting you all day, all night, man. It's crazy. Yeah, buddy. But, uh, so yeah, man. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm real, real grateful, man. I appreciate you having me on the show and you know, thanks for all the you know the you know, the great work y'all been doing and and uh and uh, big shout out to everybody, you know, tuning in today for the for the show and uh Y'all get a chance to check out the the EPA DHD their video on uh, social media. And, uh, appreciate the love. And, uh, got some more stuff coming out pretty soon. Stay tuned. Yeah, man. Uh, final shout outs on anything? You got any final shout outs? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Shout out to, uh, yeah, Binky Mac, Dub uh, FCG, man, Boo Capone, Miss Toy, man, Mr. Tan Squeak Room, uh, my video director, Karsten. You know, uh, the whole crew, Renegade Revolt, EA Radio, Power 107.9, man, all y'all, man. And, then, uh, of course, man, the fans, man, because they, they, they would make it go around, man. I really, really appreciate it. All right, man. Well, listen, this is Goofy Wolfie, um, the EAE Spotlight EP Streaming Artist of the Month. Check out his new EP. And what's the name of the EP, sir? ADHD. ADAC it is streaming live on Power 1079 FM. Yes, That's Power Power1079.com between 7 and 7:30 p.m. every day Eastern time. Every day, so you get to hear six of the hottest tracks. His whole tape up in there. This guy is really doing it. Don't just download it. I want you to stream it. I want you to hear this guy. In motion, because he got he has a whole thirty minute block with us. We're glad to have him on the network. It's been an honor talking to you. This interview will be available uh, within seventy two hours. We're gonna be tweeting out. We're gonna repost it. Thank you, Google, for sharing the time with us today, my man. Cool. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate the love. Thank you. All right, man. Talk soon. Take care. Bye bye. Sure.